So Brian here at Scent, when I polish production with rounded vowels here, we're going to be very straight to the point. <laughs> it may not result in the best performance for your horse if there is any action on that central nervous system. A lot of people don't know this, but a lot of horses can produce their own B vitamins, but there's a, you know, there's a big but there. Welcome everyone to episode 97 of the Send Nutrition Podcast. You're with your host, Brian and Peter today. And today's topic is the truth about calming supplements for horses. How are you, Peter? Brian, not too bad, not too bad. Good to, uh, good to be back. I think some people thought I might have been kidnapped or something. <laughs> I've missed a few podcasts. You've been going crazy with them. We're just in, into the third one of the year and it's good to have you back, Pete. We, we have missed those gin jokes and... Um, <laughs> Well, we've had a pretty hectic week, so I might need some calming supplements myself, <laughs> I think, after this podcast. But um, you've maybe you can let our listeners know that you found your new Achilles heel in terms of the, the gin's gone to the Burke burner and what's and what's come up to the front burner. Oh, yeah, the soju, Pete, that, that rice wine. Is that the night you can't remember, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> just joking, no, just joking. Everything in moderation. Yeah. Um, All right, let's get back onto the topic. So, so calming supplements. Um, I had a few phone calls over the last sort of couple of weeks about a lot of our customers um, looking into, into calming supplements. And I think what's happening is because there's a lot of sugar in the hay, a lot of horses have got a lot more energy that they're, that they're probably not used to when they're sort of you know calling through and asking for advice saying hey look you know my horses it's not the horse is erratic but it's just feeling a lot a lot more sort of full of itself um you know happy obviously more energy and we thought look let's do one because we haven't done one previously and it is a bit of a there's a bit of a misconception in there that horses do need calming supplements but but that's very far from the truth oh yeah it's been really highlighted when especially with that sugars in the grass, as Peter said, and, and the impact in that behaviour. Today, we're going to try and simplify it down to see if you even need that calming supplement because there's an abundant on the market. We want to try and save you guys time and money with the research. And we're going to break it down and give you some really good information on and about the way horses calm or, or lower their heart rate. So Brian here at Scent, when I polish production with rounded vowels here, we're going to be very straight to the point. <laughs> You like that one? Yeah, you're, you're so coming to the 2023 with with the lines. I, so oh. now you, I think you just thrown me off. I'm just trying, <laughs> trying to get back on track. I've been saving those ones up, Brian, for the couple of weeks I've been away. <laughs> no, that's really good. And what we can do for our listeners at the start, let's just take another like broader view of the way when you look at traditional medicine, they recognise that every body system is interconnected and imbalances in the gut can have an effect on the brain the liver the kidneys and the central nervous system whereas western medicine they focus more on the symptoms and are reactive with their treatment to a specific body system and how does that relate to behavior and calming well firstly the gut brain axis exists in horses furthermore the central nervous system and the intestinal tract are linked and that behaviour can be influenced by the diet makeup. Yeah, Brian, so for every 10 impulses that are sent, obviously, um, inside our body, and I've, I've mentioned this previously on a podcast, most people don't realise that nine are sent from the gut to the brain and only one impulse is sent from the brain to the gut. So most people's reaction is to reach out for the calming supplement thinking that they need to get 
the horse's mind under control. It's actually the furthest thing from the truth. You need to get the horse's gut under control. And we'll go into this podcast, obviously, ways that we can do that. Because most of the time, it's like, it's like you know, people taking, you know, some sort of pharmaceutical or some sort of, you know, medication to help deal with stress. You know, you're only sort of, you're only sort of numbing the problem rather than, you know, than getting to the actual root cause of the issue itself. Yeah, you're spot on, Peter. The gut, it produces more than 20 hormones that communicate with the brain. So you're trying to stimulate and nurture the health of the gut to have that good hormone production. And this is where we're going to start off first, because before reaching for the calming supplement, the foundations have to be right. There's also another thing we have to think about is a horse is naturally a flight animal. So they're in nature they have that reactivity naturally and when we domesticate them we're trying to teach them better behavior in that domestic setting so trying to suppress this artificially it may not result in the best performance for your horse if there is any action on that central nervous system so we're not talking about say the medications that like ace that directly involve suppression of the central nervous system we're looking at other ways to help that central nervous system be in a less reactive state and that actually doesn't come from a calming supplement at the start that comes from your base foundation of the diet yeah that's 100 percent, brian and as you mentioned they are fight or flight animals and and often what happens is you know like they fall back onto these instincts um when faced with a stressful situation or scenario so it's like it's you know it's like almost trying trying to change the genetics of horses it's very hard to do when the underlying problem might be gut related it kind of hit home with me the episode one of this season with Guy McLean. He said, I want my horses feeling on the better side, not sedated in inverted commas. So he wants to harness their energy and then get them to perform in that way. And a lot of this comes down to the training environment as well as the nutrition, which all needs to be addressed before a calming supplement yeah, is considered. Yeah, also too, Brian, just further on that, and it could be as simple as just allowing your horse to, you know, to give additional turnout time in a, in a paddock, maybe not as much time in a box if possible, you know, put it out to pasture, to graze, even in a paddock with a, you know, with a hay bag out there. So it's just getting that horse out of that environment that's actually causing the problem for the horse to stress. Yeah, and then when you can have all that foundation right, and that includes a plenty of roughage because – because what that does, it helps their natural instinct in grazing all day, which can really help lower that stress level. And then that in turn helps gut health. And then that's the good hormone producing area of the horse. And and then it's up to the management and training of the horse owner to get the best out of them. Yeah, look, Brian, I know firsthand with my wife, you know, when she's hungry, I need to run out the house. There's no food in the fridge. So <laughs> I, I feel I feel the horse owner's um, pain there as well. Yeah. So. Yeah, and also too, I think another tip that um, you know that I can give is maybe try to ride the horse a little bit more. So exercise, obviously, I know with you know with myself when I go to the gym and, and try to keep fit and active, I feel a lot better after I finish the exercise itself, and, and and it lasts for a lot longer if you're just sitting at home watching TV. And I know that it's hard sometimes to to ride that horse, whether it's every second day, every third day. Some horses might be getting ridden once every two weeks. So exercise is very good for the for the mental well being as well as the physical well being of the horse. So that tends to stimulate um, the feel good hormones as well which could help with you know with easing that stress that the horse has yeah 100 peter and, and when you look at the makeup and the foundations of the diet we are like a broken record so sugar and starch directly has a negative effect on behavior there's a lot of research coming out about that 
high fiber diets promoting better microbes in that gut environment, which then in turn helps that production of the feel good hormones, including serotonin and dopamine, which is made abundant in there. And just a side note, back 20 years ago, they didn't think they actually had that science wrong. They actually thought that serotonin was predominantly made in the brain and they thought it was brain health and they actually thought that the brain directed the gut instead of the gut actually having that signal to the brain and, and really influencing that mind and, and mental behaviour. So it's quite fascinating, this whole space. Um, also too, I think as a, as a nutshell, we've said this many times before, you got to look at the overall horse's diet. So rather than just you know, feeding it a high starch diet, high sugar, you know, very poor quality roughage, maybe not enough roughage. So look at what's possibly contributing to the problem and then try to get to the root cause of the problem, try to fix the root cause of the problem. And then, you know, with a bit of luck, there's no need for those calming supplements. And what does contribute to to some irate behaviours as well is is imbalances and deficiencies. So in terms of there might be too much sugar, then you know, might be not enough fibre. You can never feed too much fibre and that's what we've noticed that the biggest missing link with a lot of horse diets is not enough fibre and also, you know, not enough fat. So a lot of people don't realise 100 ml of the scent oil is almost the equivalent of about 350 grams of oats or corn or barley or meal run, but fat doesn't create those insulin spikes. So what you can do is if you are feeding meal run or any of those grain or grain byproducts, by simply reducing 350 grams of the, of the grain or grain byproduct and increasing 100 ml of the oil, so replace the oil... So replace the grain and the grain byproducts with 100 ml of the oil, you're naturally going to bring that edge off the horse because it's not getting those insulin spikes. So using fat as energy, it's a, it's a slow, cool, calm release energy. Um, and at the same time, you're taking away the, you know, the grain is contributing to the actual behavior problems. And that way you're going to be one step ahead already. Yeah, that's a really good strategy, Peter. Furthermore to that, you do hear about a horse being very sluggish. So then an owner adds oats or adds that carbohydrates and then they get too excitable. So replacing those oats or the grain source with an oil, it's been known that it actually helps preserve the microbiome environment and keeps it in balance better than adding a grain. So by doing that, you're just safeguarding against that reactive behaviour. Yeah, yeah, that's well summarised. Um, Brian, do you want to maybe just get into some of the you know the potential deficiencies that some of these sources might have that are showing, you know, maybe not ideal behaviour? Yeah, Peter, I think the one that our listeners most know would be magnesium, as this is one that really helps the nerve cells transmit signals to other muscles and and is also thought to have a calming effect on horses to help ease those muscle tremors and nervousness. Yeah, Brian, magnesium is very important. And this is why we haven't shortchanged either the grain-free complete feed or the CF50, which is the grain-free concentrate. We've got a very high dose of, of magnesium in there. Um, and it's purely because we know that a lot of these horses obviously have been domesticated. They you know, they probably don't spend enough time out in pasture um, or, or even out in the open environment. Obviously, with performance horses, they spend a lot of time locked up as well. So we haven't skimmed on the magnesium, which we know is is one of the most um, you know important nutrients, obviously, that... Um, that is lacking in a lot of those um, horses, especially the performance horse. Yeah, and a lot of the research in terms of adding magnesium on top has been through intravenous levels, and I think that's where it gets its reputation as being calming. And 
yes, there is studies that try and suggest that adding magnesium on top of the recommended daily intake is good. But when you look at these studies, they can be very subjective, the way they've set them up. And some of them sort of indicate to the way that the horses in the study have been trained and then their response with more magnesium. So it's it's a bit of a grey area, but what Peter and I are trying to get to the point is if you have your foundations right with enough magnesium to the recommended daily intake, then you might not have to grab that extra magnesium to supplement on top. Yeah, correct. And I think the moral of the story, Brian, is that the horse needs it daily. So rather than just you know giving a big dose once a day, it's like me, if I'm trying to lose weight and I'm going to eat healthy for, for day one and I'm going to eat unhealthy on, on the other six days, like am I really going to lose weight? You know, not really. So, you know, the moral of the story is let's, you know, let's give it daily. That's why we've put it in the grain-free and also the, you know, the CF50 because we believe that obviously daily feeding and having it daily in the system, it's going to be a lot harder to deplete that magnesium in that horse that's getting it daily rather than, you know, giving it to it once a week, maybe IV or even in the feed because that's just asking for trouble in my opinion. Yeah, no, 100%, Peter. And when you look at calming supplements, they may include, say, other trace minerals like zinc, but then also the B vitamins. So what we're trying to do is your foundation of the horse's diet will have this in sufficient amounts if you are feeding the send feed program. So basically the requirement for further supplementation of this will ultimately depend on the individual horse's needs, the way their gut health is and then also their genetics and their sort of the environment that they're in, whether it's stressful or they're getting stressed in performance. Yeah, look, when we're doing this research for this podcast, a lot of the a lot of the papers we found um, with horses that had irate behaviour did have deficiencies, especially in B vitamins. Um, and a lot of people don't know this, but a lot of horses can produce their own B vitamins. But there's a you know there's a big but there. So most horses with healthy hindgut microbial populations produce more than adequate amounts of these nutrients. However, high starch, high sugar, um, stress, antibiotic administration can reduce the microbial population and therefore decrease the vitamin production. Um, so basically, you know, a diet high in fiber, obviously good quality fats, you know, roughage um, is how to keep a healthy, you know, microbial population. Obviously, as I mentioned, you know, a lot of feeds are sugar-based or, or grain byproduct based so the more grain you feed it the more stress you're putting it on that on that um, on the microbial population then the less active it is at producing b vitamins so then you have to reach out for the b vitamin supplement but it's the diet that's contributing to the overall problem yes yeah, spot on peter we've got to look at an overview of the whole diet to see that balance first and then definitely come down to training and management and then zeroing in on the type of calming supplement that you require. And a lot of them on the market, and we won't name any names, but they can be just doubling up on your already foundation diet. And then the jury's out that say you give them the paste or something the, the day before, the night before, is it going to have that much of an impact on, on that system? Because every horse has a different metabolic rate and is it enough or is it just a placebo effect? Yeah, 100%. That's well said, Brian. I'll add to, on top of the vitamins too, um, adding prebiotics and probiotics as well into the into the regime. Highly recommend, especially if you know that your horse that you're getting maybe has got very poor gut health. We do have both a prebiotic and a probiotic inside the grain-free complete feed and the CF50. Um, so obviously you're covered in that instance if you, if you are feeding our products. You don't have to reach out for anything else. Yeah, and furthermore, when we look at, our feed program to enhance the calming nature of it 
your horse may require more pre and probiotics or digestive support. So the SEND extra balance does come into this and we and we do know that horses, depending on their previous history or or the way they cope with the stress of travel in particular, you may want to double that feed rate of the extra balance just in times of that high stress. And that's a safer way than unbalancing the nutrient profile of the vitamin minerals in the whole feed program. Yeah, that's that's well said, Brian. I'll, and I'll add also, I think I've mentioned this before, just to do like a you know like a 30-day flash of the extra balance with the change of seasons as well. Because obviously with different seasons, obviously there's different sugars in, in the haze. Obviously there's different molds and things like that as well. So it's good to do it every sort of four months just to, just to tick that box because you, you know that the hay obviously is changing every time. Winter time, the energy requirements are a lot different. So you probably want, you know, your microbes for winter time sort of you know at 100 percent where i think in the in the summertime you can be a little bit more forgiving because there's more sugar in in the pasture itself and 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 even in the haze depending you know what what hay it is and and you know when it has been cut as well so when you look at the ingredients list on your calming supplement you might notice it'll have b vitamins possibly a pre or probiotic also trace minerals you'll actually have some amino acids like tryptophan which is shown to help sim- stimulate the serotonin production in the horse, although only a small amount is produced from that synthesis and that's in the brain, but the majority of the serotonin production happens in the gut. So yes, the, the calming supplement does have ingredients to help that hormone production, but if the gut health is not in its optimal shape, then it's only not really having a, a huge impact in the overall balance of the hormones or the feel-good hormones there. Other elements that can be included are Chinese herbs, and and Peter will go into a few of these now. Yeah, I've got one that I sometimes use as well, um, ashwagandha. So the, the actual name is Withania somifera, and what it is, I, I use it sort of for just help with sleep some just some some weeks like when you when you've had a stressful week and you know you're thinking sort of in your head i, I use ashwagandha i just take one tablet i think about six grams um, and it knocks you out even better than a sleeping pill not that i've had a sleeping pill recently but um, but it works really well and, and as anecdotal evidence suggests that um it, it does reduce stress in humans and horses um and it and it's um and how it works is it's reducing the you know the fight or flight and the cortisol um, stress hormone response basically. Another one is is valerian root. And look, not as common um in the in the actual calming supplements, but it is it is um it is widely used probably more so in in human health and chamomile as well. So I, I love my chamomile tea. So maybe that's why sometimes I'm falling asleep at my desk, <laughs> might be having too much in a day. So 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 those three I'd, I'd highly recommend. I I used to the chamomile tea and ashwagandha. Um, never the valerian root. So and all these aim to help anxiety and the reactivity in the horse by affecting and targeting the brain neurotransmission. So. What we would probably advise on is get your foundations right and use those herbs in combination with good training and performance and not doubling up with the foundations of your diet. Yeah, that's spot on, Brian. You took the words out of my mouth. So basically, if, if one of our listeners you know, is feeding the Sendai to the tea like with all the products and the horse is still a little bit jittery and, and not where it needs to be, highly recommend trying you know those herbs that I mentioned. Um, if those herbs don't work then we got a serious problem so it could be even more so pain the environment there must be something deeper to it that the horse is really really stressed and not performing and a blood test may be 
useful in that case as well. Yeah, well said. I didn't think about the blood, but I think that's a that's a super idea. It's 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 basically you know you've got your checklist and you're ticking off the boxes. You've you know you've you've ticked a box for the you know for the you know for the management. You've ticked a box for the nutrition. Obviously, you've tried the herbs. You know that hasn't worked. Then you've done the blood test. Oh wow, you know something's out of whack. So it's basically it's just trying to find out what's causing the root cause of the problem itself. And a lot of people do think, oh well, if if the you know horse is full of energy, I'm just going to reach out for the calming supplement and it's just going to fix it in one day unfortunately you know the older horse um the other horses you know the more gut health issues it, it, it probably has and it might take that horse quite a bit long time to get that you know fixed depending on what the major issue is yeah and another question that raises is do you want to lower their heart rate or do you want to change their behavior and i know changing a horse's behavior may come from lowering their heart rate but then it's also influenced by their training and the way their whole structure and body feels. So there's a lot more to it than just grabbing that calming supplement. Brian, I think you've opened up a can of worms. And, and I think the people in the cheap seats are going to be screaming the loudest here. <laughs> They're not happy with you. There's too many things to worry about now. But um, I think the overall summary of this podcast is don't waste your money on a calming supplement if that gut environment is not right because – you could be shortchanging the money that you've spent on that calming supplement because it's going to be less effective if that gut microbiome or that environment is not in the best shape, which it will be if it's on the SEND feed program. Look, I echo your thoughts. Um, and one last thing I'll add to it as well is I totally agree. If your horse's diet is full of sugar, full of starch, not enough roughage, and yet you're going out getting the calming supplement. One's going to fight against the other, so you're not going to get the result that you're that you're looking for, because the problem that's contributing to the issue itself, the calming supplement will not fix. So you may as well get the diet right, give the horse every opportunity to naturally balance out inside, and then there's no need for the you know for the calming supplement. It's as simple as that. And we are doing field studies every month in terms of working really closer with trainers in all industries that, that have horses with behavioural issues that, that they've inherited from previous trainers. And the feedback we get is when they're on that send feed program within two, three weeks, even, even sooner, these horses' behaviour just really fully turn around and you'd think they were on something, but they're not. They're just on the send feed program. Brian, I've got a very good example for this. Lucky I just remembered. So we've we've um, recently. I won't mention any names. It's a, it's a, it's a performance horse trainer um, that's just switched over to to the full send feed program. Obviously with the ad lib hay and everything like that. And look, within literally two three weeks, he could not believe the the attitude and just like the suppleness of the horses, how they've changed. So he actually had to call the vet for one of his horses because he thought that like the horse was about to die. It's it's how calm it was, like just walking, considering to what he was used to, which was obviously irate behaviour. And what happens is. When you see that irate behaviour every day, every week, every month, every year, you like it. It almost becomes the norm in a way. So now, with that particular horse, like it, it literally did a one eighty, and he just thought, "Well, like this horse is sick. Like there's something wrong with it." So we called the vet. The vet had a look at it. Like you know, did the, did, the, did everything, and it's fine. Yeah. We're having a joke about it now, but he was actually in like in a bit of panic. Yeah, yeah, just cool and calm. Just yeah. didn't. Just thought there was something up with it. Hey? Well, because he wasn't, you know, because he wasn't used to it. Because he got used to, like, you know, horses playing up, and it's like, oh well, you know, their horses they play up, and it's like, well, maybe not. Maybe what we're putting down their throats is contributing to the to the poor behaviour. Yeah, just like that red cordial to the three year old, or the red ball with your vodka, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> when you're ripping up oh, the uh, Saturday night, <laughs> yeah, when you're ripping up the dance floor. <laughs> yeah, let's not just let's not bring up my dance moves, Pete. <laughs>
Brian, you're pretty talented is all I can say. <laughs> uh, so I think what we'll do is, I, th- I think that about wraps this one up, Pete. Yeah, um, and before we go, also, we are doing the phone consults. So please, um, please get in early. There is a bit of a backlog. Obviously, we, you know, we've had a lot. Um, we can only do so many in, in one week as well. So I think there's a link on our website where you yeah. can book that. And what we're finding is our listeners are getting really good understanding of and individual tailored advice for their environment. And there's a short questionnaire there and they're being well received. Yeah. And look, if after this podcast, some of our listeners that might not be feeding any same products, you know, you do relate to your horse expressing some of those behaviours. It's even more reason to, to to give us a call, set up that 15-minute consult. We can try to help you work out what might be the trigger points that are causing that behaviour. Um, and it might be something, you know, as simple as just not enough fibre, um, which is easily fixed. Yeah, well said, Peter. So, yep, I think it's about time for lunch, Pete. And um, we will see you guys again for another podcast next week. And if you did enjoy the podcast, if we just ask you for a little favour, there will be a rating or a review on your podcast app. If you don't mind leaving a five stars, and this really helps other listeners if they're searching for send, if they're searching for horse nutrition or horse related podcasts, it'll just put it in front of them. And we're getting really good responses from the guests that we've had on the podcast. The information Peter and I are trying to go through, trying to simplify things for you guys and and get to the bottom of certain conditions that are affecting horses in Australia. So we're really grateful for all your support. And also if you are on Facebook, our Send Users group is an excellent point of contact to show off your Send horse success, but also ask questions. Yeah, that's, that's very well said, Brian. All right, I'll see you later. Thanks, guys. Bye.